privilege of witnessing. That was mighty! Well, the voice of summer, Jim Maxwell, has reached a rather impressive milestone. A half tonne, 50 years on the scoreboard at the ABC. The commentary legend's golden jubilee came just as Australia started strongly in the first test to gain the upper hand against Pakistan with his trademark start to the coverage. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Jim Maxwell here for the BBC, the ABC, for all of you for a test match. Yes, a test match. Isn't that something? After all the white ball stuff that we've seen recently, and Australia does pretty well at that too. Well, he does pretty well at what he does. Jim Maxwell, cricket commentator for the ABC. Welcome to you and congratulations on this massive, massive achievement. Andy, thank you very much. Yes, well, one test match follows another, but uh, it's uh, it's nice when your colleagues in particular um, present a, a, a song in <laughs> tribute to all these years of um, babbling away on the radio at cricket matches and Dennis Carnahan, um, Yes, he's very, very clever, and uh, that was a, a wonderful tribute that um, he, he gave yesterday. Very generous of him uh, to give of his time and his skill as a, a writer of songs. Excellent. So what is the secret to your longevity? Clearly moderation is, uh, is not it because you've indulged in your own vice of cricket uh, immoderately, you might say. What is the secret to your longevity? I'm not sure uh, when I examine all that. Uh, sort of one season flows into another. In fact, you could say, well, these days the cricket season's global. It's not just the summer. Uh, there's so much of it being played. But uh, for me, it's just a, a love of the game and doing something where you don't know what is going to happen next most of the time at any rate. Um, and it's the unpredictability of that. And perhaps in, in my DNA and my genes, my father used to, act and uh, perhaps that's been coming out um, gradually um, more skillfully as time goes on and I've I've found the right words to describe what is going on and and try to vary. That's been the thing, to try to vary the the way you go about it. I remember listening uh, when John Arlott got to the end of his career um, and I thought um, he, he was a he was a bit premature, really, for a man of his eloquence and the ability to be like a poet on the airwaves. Um, but he decided, I remember him saying, he said, I don't think I've got any more to give. I've done it all. Um, and there are times when you think that on a quiet day. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I, as, long as, as long as I feel I can offer something to the, the audience by way of telling them what's going on, um, I guess I'll keep going, or well, as long as the ABC are happy to have me on the air. But uh, I, I think it's still going okay. I, I don't, don't think I've lost a lot, even though I, I did have a, uh, a bit of a hole punched in my brain when I had a stroke some years ago. But uh, I seem to have got over that and it'd be managing all right. And um, Let's face it, when you you get a little bit older, um, doing things like this to keep the brain going is better than the crosswords in Sudoku, that's for sure. (laughs) Keeps you sharp. I wonder, I mean, you know, personally, I listen to you and the grandstand team on the ABC Listen app wherever I am, usually out camping. I've often actually texted in to say my cheerios. I'm yet to hear it on the Mm. radios. That might be an issue that's resolved this summer. But I just wonder, Uh given that you think so deeply and have thought so deeply about the description of cricket 
on the medium that we all enjoy here on radio. Have you worked out a way to describe test cricket particularly to those who don't love it, particularly my wife? I think uh, McGilver again summed this up. He said, you know, a lot of women listen to the cricket and they don't understand a thing about it. Um, And I, I think it's the voice there's a certain, uh, as you would know from working on radio, there's an intimacy about the medium of, of radio. Um, and it, it, it's got to be the voice quality or perhaps the, the anecdote stories around it. Um, but but people just like uh, who, who don't, um, you know, have a religious connection to the game and hang off every ball, they just like the assuring sound of someone telling them about um, a an event that takes quite a long time to unravel um, on the radio over a period of three, four or five days. I think that's part of it. And that's why there are a lot of people who listen who don't really have any particular interest in the game but are very, very, um, very, very uh, excited, whatever it is, about listening to voices. Mm. For my money, it's basically, you know, the sound of cicadas. You can't have mm. summer without cricket on in, on the radio in the background. Let's talk about the first day of the test. You know, what were your expectations uh, really stemming from Australia's very good start, Warner's very good start? What do you see the rest of this test uh, has in store for us? I hate to say it, but I don't think uh, Pakistan are going to compete very strongly here. They've come in with a, a weakened side, two debutantes playing in this game. Uh, they're up against, um, you know, the number one test team in the world. There's, there's no doubt about that. And, well, any form of the game, they play damn well at the moment. Um, and they're playing away from home and in a country where they've lost the last 14 test matches over 30 years that they've played in this country. Uh, and as strong as their batting can be at times, uh, their bowling looks a little inadequate, as we saw on the on the first day when a Warner in particular um, pounced on them. Uh, they've got some skill and ability, but in Test match cricket, you've got to be consistent. And the truth is that a lot of these fellas don't play much red ball cricket, uh, certainly not over three or four days. They play white ball cricket. This is the way the game is going. That's where the money is. And the administrators seem reluctant to be able to control it so that test cricket beyond India, Australia and England is going to have much future in 10 or 20 years. So that was a problem for Pakistan on the first day. If you're bowling one side of the wicket than the other, you can't control the game. Um, And uh, that's why Australia profited, even to the point where um, some of them missed out, you'd have to say, on that opening day. Uh, with a lot of expectation from people like Lavishane and Smith, who were so hungry when they got a bat in their hands, and, and they didn't really do much. So it was a, a wonderful day for David Warner, uh, who, who continues uh, when he gets the opportunity and the freedom to play his shots, uh, to be the outstanding player he's been for more than 200 test innings. 200 test innings exactly now, yes. Uzi has been very much in the spotlight uh, this week. Mm. He, of course, uh, Usman Khawaja wearing these shoes with the words all lives are equal written on them, a message to support uh, Palestinians. He uh, he hasn't worn them in the game, but I just wonder your thoughts about this being the latest example of sports people keen to advocate for causes they support. Of course, Pat Cummins has been on this very program advocating for Mm. some of his uh, concerns, particularly around climate change. 
Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, and uh, it's interesting that we really do have a, a much better educated uh, almost intellectual component in cricket that we never had before. Well, certainly they're putting their hand up perhaps people in, in years gone by, when, when you know, the game 50 years ago was basically amateur, there was no money in it, and people were thinking beyond cricket if they were going to get on in life, and if they had opinions about these things, like going back to the apartheid time, uh, they didn't say anything about it. Um, so the world has changed in that regard, and I think that's a very healthy situation, and uh, Kawaja may feel disappointed that he hasn't been able to uh, make his humanitarian statement uh, more ostentatiously with the, those messages on his boots. But the fact that the, he said what he said and he had a black armband on yesterday, I think it's got the message out there for, for what it's worth. But I also understand the other point of view from the ICC. Uh, they don't want players uh, to be making statements uh, that are going to put them in an awkward position because it's quite obviously it's not, not just what's going on in um, Israel, Palestine, um, <clears throat> what about the Ukraine, Yemen? I mean, we can go on forever about humanitarian crises. Where do you stop? Um, but I think Kawaja made his point, and, and most people um, are, are happy uh, with him doing that, as, as long as you say it, it doesn't affect the way he, he plays what's uh, important in his life as far as most Australians are concerned, that is making runs, and he's been doing pretty well there. Mm. Just lastly, Jim, just going back to your point about it's the details in the commentary that and the stories that people love the most. I just wonder mm. if you can definitively tell me which commentary box has the best spread, the best <coughs> food, the best offering of cakes or scones, mm. perhaps. I'd say Lords, definitely. The room just behind, below the commentary boxes at Lords has the best spread. <laughs> um, but there are some other good ones, particularly on the subcontinent. Uh, I haven't been there for a while, but I, I know from the experience, you'll never get a better um, Indian, a, a good curry dinner, lunch, whatever you want to call it, than at one of those grounds in India. It is absolutely top class. Best class papadums you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> yeah, thank God for India taking up cricket. Uh, it certainly added the spice yeah. to the spreads. Jim, it's a pleasure to talk to you as always. Uh, congratulations on your 50th anniversary commentating the cricket for the ABC and go well this summer. Thank you, Andy. I'll uh, look out for your message and uh, hope that you enjoy listening to it around the, the campsite of or um, down on the beach, wherever you're going, as a lot of people do, we're listening to us. Good on you, Jim. Love your work, mate. Cheers, Andy. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.